to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are all doing very, very well. So since there are no matches for Andy and I to discuss, we asked you for your suggestions as to what we could do, and a couple of you um, had the same sort of idea going through Roma's history. And then a couple of you also sent us going over the previous seasons where we obviously didn't have a podcast in place at the time. So we sort of merged the two together and that sort of seems like a good idea. So we threw out just before recording this as to which of the seasons you would like for us to review first. Uh, and naturally, because you are all gluttons for punishment, you chose the 2009 and 2010 season, Andy. So as if being yeah. <laughs> in quarantine wasn't sad enough, let's yeah. rehash arguably the most heartbreaking <laughs> season of Roma's recent history, right? I mean, does anything yeah. even come close? No. No. I mean, to be honest, you know, to prepare for this podcast, because uh, 190 votes in total were accumulated in the poll, and so a lot of you, uh, 36.8% voted for for this particular season and you know to prepare for this just even reading through so, so some of the summaries and trying to you know coming back to certain memories it, it's still just as painful as it was back then yeah that's probably the perfect way to put it so the way we're going to sort of structure this we'll call it the the Looking Back series, I guess. So we'll go through basically a summary of the season, where Roma finished in the table, any notable transfers in and out, discussion of who we thought performed well throughout that season, and then we'll go over some of our favorite and least favorite moments of that campaign. So without further ado, let's start with the 2009 and 2010 season at Roma. Lo scambia ancora con Perrotta, largo Cerrisa che riceve proprio in questo momento, avanza ancora Roscio, tre quarti dell'area dell'Inter, il cross al centro di testa, Lucio, spizza il pallone, fa dai il tiro, con il tiro, go, 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 go! All right, so Roma, they finish second in the table behind Inter, two points. Inter win the Scudetto with 82. Roma finish on 80 points. Milan on 70. Sampdoria 67. Palermo 65. And obviously it came down to the very last match day. One of those, uh, I would say... The most or one of the most like iconic photos from that entire season, Andy, is that uh, that one of Totti looking up to the, the scoreboard during the match, the final match day against Kievo when he sees that Inter has indeed won and captured the Scudetto. Again, very, very heartbreaking when you see that and sort of rehash it. It's hard to believe it's over a decade ago. But when when you think about that season, just in general, other I mean, obviously the heartbreak. But what stands out to you most? Like, is there one moment or one match, one episode that just stands out to you more than the rest? 
you know, listen, I, I think it's uh, I was a teenager when that happened. And um, the the one thing that I keep coming back to, and I think a lot of the fans can keep coming back to is that Luca Tony goal. And yes. Uh, Yes. A lot of us, a lot of us Roma fans, were basically just like De Rossi was when that goal took place, and he just uh, jumped up and down uh, uh, um, the opponent's goal, and 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 while the whole team celebrate was celebrating together, he was celebrating on his own. Um, I was going nuts because that goal was like we were in it, you know, and because the I think the. The most incredible thing about that season was that you are going up against one of the best football teams of all time. Yes. Uh, you know, without a, without a doubt, one of the very best. And, and the, the talents on the team were just so... It, Roma just, just weren't on par with this Inter team. Um, we were talented, but not as talented as they were. And so... Ha- getting that goal and having that realization that we are hanging in there we are we are right in it, and this could actually be possible. Um, it's probably the most Roma thing that can happen to you because again, it's it's a, it's a beautiful, heartbreaking illusion, and that memory is the best and also one of the most heartbreaking memories that I have because you keep coming back to that moment and you think of how great it was, but you also think of you know how great it could have been and wasn't. Absolutely. So let's start with, so went over where Roma finished in the table, sort of the the more memorable moments or moment that stood out to you. So let's go over some of the transfers. Now, this really, this, because of how great the season was, I think sort of this or that summer, a lot of the departures and incoming, and obviously Luca Toni in the winter, sort of gets lost in all of this because of just how heartbreaking the season was. But for that season, it's not like Roma made many notable transfers. I would say the the most notable one was Aquilani being sold to Liverpool and Panucci leaving because of the expiration of his contract. He goes to Parma. So other than that, other than you would say Luca Toni in the winter and then Bordiso in the summer. Yep, Bordiso. it's not as if Roma had this miraculous summer <laughs> transfer campaign where you thought, okay, they they're, they're going to challenge for the Scudetto this season. That's that, yeah, that's that's the point. It was it was just underdogs, really. Luca Toni, without a doubt, in my opinion, one of the most. And, and it's so crazy because it's not as if he signed permanently after he was here for six months, and it's still crazy yeah. to me. <laughs> How, uh, just how, yeah, vivid, but even, I mean, people still have such positive memories of him. I I mean, you will not meet a Roma supporter who says one bad thing about him. Now, if we're we're talking about his (laughs) politics, that's probably another story, but. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to go there. Um, But if we're just talking about him as a footballer, yeah, I, I haven't ever come across a single Roma supporter who had anything bad to say about him, and he's held just this really odd place in Roma's history because I, I, I've i never seen someone yep. stay for so little yet hold such a big piece of the history of the club. It's really odd. Yeah, that's it. That's the power of the memory, and I think he knows it because he's also very fond of, of the team and the fans, 
and there is just something about it that group um about that specific time where Roma you know after what eight or nine years of of trying to get back to that place where they were in 2001 uh, they, they it was it was finally happening Roma were in it and so it's it just it, it that particular group still is is inspires the fans and i think it's they feel it and it, you know if you look at it if you look at the roster of the time this is one could say it's like the beginning of the end it's, yeah, yeah that's for sure this was this this was a one this was a great great season uh and roma just went beyond the expectations but if you look at the roster um you have a lot of these players that soon in a year or two they're not going to be there anymore. And it's it's players like Juan. It's players like Mexes. It's players like Pizarro, um, Vucinic, Rize. These are, that's, that's a group of guys who may not be the most talented uh, footballers or even players in their own position, but they're held in such high esteem for that one single year. Yeah, and <laughs> I think the player that for me just comes to mind automatically when I think of that season is Marco Malta. I mean, this guy had, it's, <laughs> it's so hard to describe because once this season ends, this guy's career is finished. He's done. He does absolutely nothing notable after. For sure. it, it's just <laughs> stunning because Spalletti was the one who brought him in. You know, this season is really interesting because when you talk about it, there's two matches everybody points to, right, as to when they lost it. It's always the loss to Sampdoria, and then it's the draw against Livorno. Those are the yes. two matches that I think everybody talks about. But rarely, rarely, when we're discussing this 2009-2010 season, do people talk about just how bad Roma started the season. They had five losses in their first ten matches. They were dreadful. From the very onset, which we all know led to the sacking of Luciano Spalletti, and then who comes in? Claudio yep. Ranieri. And from Ranieri. there, yeah, so from there, obviously things take off. But I, I just find it so interesting that the way this season is sort of remembered, it's not about that terrible beginning. Because if we're, if we're just talking reasonably, that's what cost Roma the season. It wasn't It wasn't a late-season loss to Sampdoria. It wasn't a late-season draw yep. to Livorno. Because if you look at that season, if you go through all of the, the entire calendar, Roma lost one match from November until the end of the season. And it was that one 24 in consecutive games without losses. 24. And it's that one match against Sampdoria. So that's not why they lost to Scudetto that season. That is not it. No, and, and that Sampdoria was a good team. Very good team. I mean, they finished in a Champions League place at the time. So, exactly. yeah, I, it, just the way people remember it is interesting. Um, nobody talks about even... It's, it's what you say. It's it's what you say, John, that what you, what you fail to make up in the beginning of the season will come back to haunt you at the end of it. And that was... That's it. You know, those two points, those two vital points that set you and Inter apart. Yeah, so that, that's that's exactly what it is. Again, um, one loss in a, in a span of five, six months, that's not why you lost. It was that terrible start. Um, 
and again, that sort of gets lost in the history. Nobody ever talks about the bad start to the season. Everybody talks about the loss to Sampdoria or the draw to Livorno. Sometimes you'll hear people bring up the the draw to Napoli, which is the um, the one where Mexes gets the handball in the dying stages of the match. Hamshik scores a penalty, and they end up drawing two to two. It's just very bizarre how how history is sort of remembered this season. So for you, I mean, obviously we talked about the bad start, draw to, to Livorno, Napoli, loss to Sampdoria. What was the, the, the worst moment of the season for you, the low light, so to speak? Well, I you know, I remember that season for the infamous uh the infamous Totti kick on Balotelli. Oh, God. Um, Oof, yeah. I remember that. I I re- I remember that game and I was watching it and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Between the referee the refereeing mistakes, between the tension between the two teams, between the mistakes made by Roma and and all finally beautifully wrapped up by that specific uh, act committed by by Totti on Balotelli uh, um, who at that point in time was hated by all fan bases yes and I, I remember vividly that a lot of people were went around in the next following days saying you know what Totti wasn't wrong you know that's that was that, that wasn't <laughs> oh, so bad um, but all you need to know is that even De Rossi was shocked by by what Totti did. To me, that that game was like the ultimate uh, frustration point. It, it just it's something that still sticks in my mind because of how fucked up that game was, and it just you were going up against the monster and you just couldn't get over that that you just couldn't get over the hump you just it was it was bigger than you they were better than you and it just was not going in your favor and when Totti does that you know that something is wrong and and that will forever stick in my mind yeah I mean even he himself said he he contemplated quitting and retiring after that episode because of the number of or the or how much stick he received for it and rightly so I don't think anyone would defend him for that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I go back to it. The low light is just seeing Totti's face in that match against Kievo, that Aroma win, but he's scoreboard watching and listening to the announcements, and you can, it, he knows that that's it, that they're not going to win the Scudetto. I mean, that was shattering because, again, you said it at the very top. When you compare the uh, the roster of Roma to the roster of Inter, I mean, the fact that they were even... The fact that this even came down to the final match day was sort of a miracle, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is, you know, this is a, a team that was going against just a, a, a fully well-oiled machine with some of history's greatest players, uh, you know, Eto, Maicon, Zanetti. Samuel, um, I mean, just you, Kivu, you can Stankovic. go on and on and on. Stankovic, it's just Cambiasso, just Milito, just unbelievable. The talent on that team was unbelievable. And they're one of the few teams that managed to do, you know, the, the unthinkable and, and win everything. So, uh, and and to think that that Roma was recently coming off, you know, a, a win in the Supercoppa, um, 
they just had a number of of important games where they showed up and they managed to do something that is unlike you know the Roma that we know is when they fuck up in the most important moments and in that year uh, that game for me the final of the Coppa Italia is just something that was so disappointing mm, and yeah. the perfect summary to to a a, a season that was made you so hopeful at one minute and then the next one you were just plain hopeless best moment for you though is it that luca tony goal yeah definitely the the luca tony goal was the culmination of everything that was amazing about that that team and it just again as you said the luca tony you know he came in from bayern at bayern he was one of the very best you know and he's arguably one of the very best strikers in the history of the Italian national team. Uh, and to have him come here for six months and, you know, score not that often, but but that moment, that, that moment will make at, at Rome, uh, at least, that, that's the moment that legends are made. And that's when uh, Luca Toni entered the pantheon of, of players that are beloved by the fans and whose you know whose memory is just that goal that goal that showed the grit and spirit of that team um and ultimately is you know one of the few great memories from that season yeah i think there's two that stick out for me uh the first being the reese's headed goal against juve where roma win away in torino i mean yep. that pass by peck was by the millimeter perfect and the finish by him. Now, this, this was after. I don't know if anybody remembers. But Buffon gets sent off. Because I forget who was clear. It might have been Menez. But someone was clear on goal. Uh, Buffon takes him down outside the area. He's sent off. Um, and it looked like Roma were heading for a draw. Because Del Piero had a really good goal. But then that... I, I, I just... Pizarro is one of those guys who... Oh, man. I, yeah. I, 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 I long for a player like him. Because the second he left Roma... Yeah. To this day, it feels like still haven't been able to replace him, right? I mean, he was so technically gifted. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You found, you know, uh, you found your Perotta, um, who was basically, you know, you found him in Nangolan, but you never found that Pizarro guy, um, who was yeah. also vital, vital to that midfield. Um, and also one of the, you know, when he was on in the previous years under Spalletti, he was just, one of the very best. Oh yeah, arguably, just, by far. Just no doubt, he was just so. He was world of class. He was the difference maker in this team. Um, he was, you know, along with that, with with our good defensive partnerships in those years with Juan and Mexes, who again, I just I can't stress enough. Um, we'll get to that later to favorite player, but I can't stress enough how good Juan was. Um, Pizarro was was along with Totti and, and some other ones, were the real stars of this team. Yeah, absolutely. And then I have to go with the derby where Vucinic... Well, first off, the talking point of that derby, I know everybody talks oh, about yeah. the, the penalty goals of Vucinic, but I just remember Ranieri taking off Totti and De Rossi and how stunned everybody was because you thought... My gosh, a Darby, those are the last two that you would yank off, let alone taking them off at the same time. But my God, it paid off for Ranieri. 
Yeah. And that was it, right? That like that seemed like it was it. Like Roma were were gonna make it. It, it that was that win seemed like you know like yeah. it was gonna make the difference. And yeah, it wasn't. It seemed like almost like destiny at that point, but then yeah, obviously didn't pan out that way. <laughs> so favorite players from that season, I'm I'm going to take Pizarro. Um, again, just in terms of the last decade, decade and a half. He is without doubt in my in my mind one of the top three to five most important players at Roma. Um, again, he just had a technical ability that was so far ahead of everybody else. And the way he and Terossi complemented each other, I thought was fantastic. I I I, I would agree with you. I I'm, I still go between uh, Juan and Riese because I think Riese was also fundamental. This team and and uh, and Juan was you know just a just a stone cold killer back there and um, so underrated um, a great leader uh, a great with great technical ability yes and it's some it's it's a presence that I miss in the back line you know and it's it, it, that partnership um, with Mexes the hothead and Juan the <laughs> The leader is is something that I really miss, um, and I also want to get it right. It, was this was Adriano on the on the no, team? No, this season? is no, this is the summer after the. the inf- I'm sure we'll get to that one when we ask people to vote for the next one. But um, okay, yeah, the Very the cool. ne- the two following seasons in terms of transfers <laughs> in and out are a real treat to discuss. Um, I was kind of hoping everybody would vote for 2011, <laughs> 2012 because anytime we can bring up. That summer with Enrique and uh, Sabatini, that summer he had is always fun. The first Sabatini, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I think I think another an, another important player to this team that I think gets a lot of stick and you know for going to you know going to the, our rivals and whatnot is is uh, Vucinic. You know, I, I Vucinic, despite a lot of flaws, he was. He was also of great importance to this so team, good. and yeah. yeah, when when it mattered, he 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 always showed up. Um, I I still you know I, I I don't think that a lot of people realize how good he he could be. Um, he was very important, and then he turned out to be also important at at, at Juve. So, yeah, Juan is one of those guys. I, I wonder if history will hold him in the esteem that I think he deserves. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, yeah. for me, I think the only one to come close to him in terms of ability since he left um, Roma is maybe the only season of uh, Benassia. But other than that, I right. don't think there's anybody yeah. who has come even remotely close at Roma to replicating any of the seasons that Juan had. I yeah. I, I mean, we talk about them and, not and, having replaced Pizarro. I mean, Juan is a guy who, I mean, they haven't had a defender at that level yeah. for a long time. For a long time, yeah. And I don't think that people in general, when they talk about great, you know, Brazilian center backs, it's always the same names that come up, and usually, you know, it's it's the names that are more recent, so Marquinhos and Thiago Silva. Um, but but 
Juan was 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 great, and he was a difference maker, and he saved our asses so many times. And I think he's one of those players that deserved so much more in his career um, than just you know just being remembered for that scudetto run. Uh, he, he was unbelievable, and also Max says this again, despite all his you know. Um, flaws uh, on a personal level and he'd get a hot-headed and he'd get a red card here a card there and but he was also just <laughs> he was you know uh, uh back when, when you had them back there you you felt more comfortable and that allowed the rossi to to have some of his best years in his career because that's arguably um the best years of his career, that stretch between Spalletti and Ranieri yes. and, um, and, and Pizarro. That's those, th- that those four players. And then along with Risa, who, you know, maybe wasn't as great as he was at Liverpool, but he still had a, a, a huge impact on this team. Um, arguably your best and most important players aside, obviously from Totti. All right. So I want to propose, I don't know if this is necessarily a hot take. I think Roma win that Scudetto if they have a proper goalkeeper. We have not even brought up Giulio Sergio yet. Yeah. I mean, this Mm. is a guy who was... uh, He collected splinters in his rear end because he hardly ever played for any club he was at. Yeah. (laughs) We can discuss Donnie at a later date because if you want to talk about divisive guys... You'll have some people who say he was good, and you'll have others, like myself, who think he was inconsistent, to say the least. That's probably putting mm-hmm, it kindly. Mm-hmm. I think if Roma have a proper goalkeeper, not even not even world-class, just decent, I think they do better that season. Now, Giulio Sergio, he, he did extremely well that season, in fairness to him. But yep. my word, that's a whole, that's a very strange situation, goalkeeper situation that we had back then. Really strange. Yeah. I mean, they were willing to sell. I mean, okay, maybe we can just bring up Donnie right now. I, I have never understood, or I guess looking back in time, I, I guess I had, or I'd still have trouble grasping as to how he managed to keep that first choice role for so long. Well, isn't that the case that often takes place in Roma that, you know, when a player is a fan favorite, Donnie was a fan favorite for quite he some was. time. Yes. And, and, and then it just, it just, I don't know what happened. I, as you said, it, this is a guy who you'll ask somebody and they'll say they love him. And then they use, you'll ask somebody and they will insult him. But all I know is that Julio Sergio had a tremendous, run in that season and it just it, it was so weird and i i'm looking here and i realized that this was uh, i believe one of the first season that we had bogdan lobon is that possible you are right he made three total wow. appearances <laughs> and do we remember um king arthur we also had that season who this guy made like a handful of appearances at roma he did not do really anything of note. Mm-hmm. He leaves Roma, and then just a couple of years later, I mean, he's I I, see, I I remember distinctly where I was at the moment. I turn on a Champions League match, and he's starting for Benfica, and I go, "There's no <laughs> way that's the same guy. There, it's impossible, right?" Well, yeah. turns out it is. It was the same guy. I I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it it's I mean, very yeah, bizarre. Some of some of the names that I'm seeing here, it's Alessio Cerci. Brighi. Oh man, that guy. Uh, Gu- Gu- 
Jesus. Guberti. <laughs> Stefano Guberti. What is <laughs> Wasn't he? Hang on. He's the one who got banned for doping, right? Or was he one of the ones who got I, caught up with uh, betting on football? Maybe yeah, it was both. yeah, betting on football. Yeah, culture's gone messy, man. This is like, uh, <laughs> and he still plays. He still plays. Oh my god! Wow. I mean, going back, see, it's a gold mine. So yeah, it is a gold mine, but it is like when you just go up and down this list of the players, the fact that they took th- one of the best yeah. teams with. I, I know it's easy to poke fun at Jose Mourinho right now because of you know just how things have gone from in, in, in England as of late Manchester United now with uh, Tottenham. I mean, this was like peak Mourinho in my opinion. This was Pe- yeah, him peak, at his peak very, Inter. This is oh, yeah. just go back and watch that Champions League final. I think they had the ball like twenty five or thirty percent possession. But they still were in complete, complete control of that one. And I mean, we we said it some minutes ago, but the quality that they had relative to Roma, it it, it was David versus Goliath. Yeah, listen, that 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 team is is still remembered as one of the very best in recent years. And you know, you 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 look at all these names, and it's one you know Wesley Snyder. <laughs> Samuel Eto'o. Yeah. I mean, you had you, they had Thiago Mota, who was playing, you know, world class. Um, Marco Materazzi, Diego Milito, Stankovic, Zanetti. You had Balotelli, who was an emerging star, and um, you had Quaresma, who uh, Mourinho arguably brought the best out of him. You had Cambiasso, um, Walter Samo, Kivu. Um, even Pandev as a substitute, and of course you had Santon, who was you know considered the new Maldini at the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then you had Julio Cesar, who on his good day was fantastic. He you was so Mike yeah, Con, he was good. Lucio, this Cordoba. Oh my god! Like you look at this, and it's like an all-star team. It's it's really incredible. Um, that that we managed to 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 go up against these these uh, these monsters and um, you know not even prime Messi not even prime Xavi uh, Iniesta not even they could you know they could stop this team. Nope. A quick a quick word on these two players before we go: Jeremy Menes and Julio Baptista. Wow. Wow is Costa. right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, oh my God. If somebody understands that reference, oh, it's they, a lot of frustration. No, there's going to be one person who tweets us that they understand that reference. Um, <laughs> all right. Baptista. I don't know where to start with him. Um, God. <laughs> when we got him, it was like, oh my God. Roma have this, this this star from Real Madrid. He's gonna yes. come here. He's he's gonna yes. he's you know him and Totti. And then it's like, oh wow, he's <laughs> not good whatsoever. There's nothing yeah, like a forward. Totti lost who, his patience. Yeah, well, it, it, the, if if one of the first things you say about a forward or an attacker is that he doesn't score much, probably isn't not good. The yeah, probably not a good thing. But then there's Menes, who also did not have many goals that season or many goals in general. I believe I, – I have to go back and look, but I believe he hit double-digit goals in his career 
I think it was twice, and one of them was that one season. Now it with, was banter with Milan, Milan. No? Yeah, it was a banter yeah, Milan. Yeah, banter Milan. Of course, of course. And they had, I, I think, of those 13, 14, 15, whatever it was that he had. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to assume at least half of those were penalties. Um, but nonetheless, Menez, man, if you get, he would have moments where you watch him and, and you just think, oh my god. I mean, this guy's yeah. going to be world class, right? And that, yeah. and and Ranieri, he he'll still say this to this day. He still talks about him, just how much promise he would show, and then there would be moments where you're just like, what, what is he doing? Man, he had some moments where he was so fast, had such great touches, and there were moments that you were like, oh my god, this guy has it. You know, he's got it. He, this is because he he would have he would score these goals, or he would you know make a you know just a play that was out of this world and resembled something out of a, a Totti's playbook. And and then he went on to become men as, as we know him. So the guy who I believe played in Mexico, ruptured his ACL twice, um, was caught on camera with was, prostitutes. So <laughs> and cocaine he was caught on camera with. And, and <laughs> cocaine, good. So that's... I mean, <laughs> This is this is this was you know this is the artillery that we had back then. So you you had uh, 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 Julio Batista and you had Menes and and Guberti and Mota. <laughs> so well, the, that was it. Now I know I, I believe it was the following season, but there is this goal where Totti releases Menes. I think it's against Cagliari, and he does these stepovers. He's one on one with the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Does these stepovers against the yes. goalkeeper? Oh my god. I mean, you see that, and you you can't help but think that this guy is going to be the next big thing. You you do, but again, he just there's other moments. He, he actually reminds me a lot of Under, to be honest. Now, I, I okay, yeah, right. I I would imagine Under. I don't have the statistics right in front of me, but I would imagine Under has already surpassed him in terms of goals at Roma. But it's just one of those things where it is so clear, so clear that the quality is there. But then they just have these moments where you cannot understand as to what is happening to them. Like somebody took their batteries out. Just, you know, it, it, Roma has had a lot of these players in, in, in those years. I mean, even Borriello, you know, or oh. then you, you go on and you Osvaldo. 25,000 goals, yeah? Yeah, you, you, you have these players that like Borriello and Osvaldo and, and, and on and on and the list goes on. And that, that you think they show some promise that... In some situations, you think of them. Oh my God! Even Destro, you know. Yeah, and then they just turn into a meme, and and they <laughs> remain a meme for the rest of their lives because Menes no career after Roma. Well, aside from a small, you know, a, a short time in in banter Milan. Julio um, Baptista, I I don't know what to say. Borriello um, in Ibiza, I think, doing tryouts. Um, <laughs> De- Destro, yeah. who I, b- I believe he's, you know, he's helping old ladies cross the street. Um, so it's it's just a meme. It's this this club had so many weird moments. And this season specifically, when you mention it, it's it's really it's it's bizarre to think that we even got as far as we did. And I think you just said it best that 2009, 2000, 2010 season, if we're going to. E- so we're going to end this. But I think. I would say the theme of that season is you have all these guys who collectively raised their level together in this one calendar season, and they took Roma further than anybody could have expected. Again, we went through the names. 
these are guys who you could find so many of them. And we just talked about two right now. You can even, even ta- Taddei. Taddei, I mean, Brighi, uh, Marco Monta. I mean, there's so yes. many names that after this particular season, they do nothing, nothing for the rest of their career. And I guess maybe that's why this season is sort of so special because it's it's such a particular season where guys who you would not expect to be at a certain level are suddenly catapulting their abilities to the very, very top and giving everything for one calendar season. And after that, it's pretty bad to watch because 2010-2011 was disastrous. But for me, that's sort of how I will always yeah. remember 2009-2010. Heartbreaking, yes, but you still have all these guys who have no business being on even the same level as that Inter, but yet somehow they managed it. Yes, and you and they come back to it. They know the importance of the season. So Luca Toni, Taddei, Perrotta, uh, they all come back to that season. They all remember it just like we do. So um, an incredible achievement but a disappointing one nonetheless because you they you know it was a tremendous season with a lot of hope and then with a lot of hopelessness and it was the beginning beginning of the end for a lot of them it was it was you know you 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 had some of the the players like Pizarro and Perrotta who had given their very best and had been very important for this team and you know soon you would go on and lose uh, Juan, you would lose Rize, you would eventually lose Pizarro, you would then lose Vucinic um, and it would change, the whole team would change, Ramieri would eventually leave and it would be a new era for Roma um, but this was you know, if we talk about excitement this was as exciting as, as a season as any Roma fan can experience and will ever experience seriously yeah, I completely agree. That's, the I'd say, the perfect way to put it. So that's where we will leave it. Uh, we will put another poll out there for the next episode of this Looking Back series to gauge where everybody wants us to go next. Admittedly, as I said, I was hoping for the 2011-2012 season because... Same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, perfect. Yeah, 2009-2010 is still very difficult to digest, very difficult to talk about, but hopefully we were able to take take your attention away from this whole coronavirus madness going on right now. Please continue to stay safe. We will be back in a few days. We will do another episode of this Looking Back series. Yes. So, as always, thank you so, so much for listening, and until next time, ciao. Ciao.